we're a two and six football team, and it just feels like we're kind of afraid to lose a game. The play of the game. Personal foul, unnecessary roughness, horse collar tackle. Kick on the way, and it is good. Late for Broncos tonight, another frustrating loss for the Broncos last week, blown out by the Chiefs this week, heartbreak against Indianapolis. Really, that third and five call at the two-minute warning is what got it started because had they gotten yeah. the first down, this game's over, and we're talking about a victory. Yeah, I was surprised by the play call. It was, uh, it was a play call to punt, uh, you know, a play call to be safe, a play call. I was even writing a play call that you were afraid to lose. That's and then, what it felt like. And then Joe Flacco comes out there. I'm not sure Joe should have come out and said it so forcefully because that creates all kinds of issues between player and coach, but it was the truth. That was uh, way too conservative. Third and five, especially when you're on Colts territory, you got to go for the first down and the game's over. I thought it was just a little too cute. I mean, on the previous drive, they threw the screen to Noah Fant on third and eight. That was too cute of a call. This call, you decide to go with your wide receivers on the field to force the Colts defense into nickel personnel, and then you tried to run it. If you want to run the ball, run the ball. Do what you do. Don't try to fool the Colts. You didn't fool anybody. The results were, you know, you didn't have the right personnel on the field to run the ball, and that's the results that you got. As a former longtime player, what did you think about the quarterback really calling out the coaches? Uh, I think Joe has some blame in some of the issues of the offense, but I think Joe's got a point. I think there's blame to be spread around from the offensive line to the play calling to some of the throws that Joe makes or does not make um, as a leader on the team. I, with Mike, I don't think it was a proper thing to do at this time, particularly after the game. There's a lot of high emotions after the game. A lot of emotions. That's not the time to go out there and share your thoughts with the world. Maybe during the week, a little bit of a nuanced conversation you can have with the media. But right after the game, this is going to be the headline coming this week. You're 2-6, and six, and now your team is frustrated with the play calling. Back in January, we did say Rich Gangarilla was the biggest co uh, question mark on this coaching staff because he didn't have the typical credentials of, of someone who becomes an offensive coordinator. He was still green. The only time he had been a play caller was Wagner College. Mm -hmm. And there's just a flow of the game, a rhythm of the game, a feel for the game that he doesn't seem to have. In some ways, I don't blame him because he's inexperienced at understanding the rhythms and the flows of a NFL game. It just doesn't seem like he's doing it Quite right. Adjustments have been a key, Chad, because we've seen it with the red zone. This was not just that third and five play. How many times, I mean, big, long drive, 17-yard drive, they get in the red zone, and they sputter when they're down close. Well, they've been having red zone issues since the first yes, day yes. Of, of, of training camp. It hasn't gotten better. Since OTA, since yeah. the joint practice with the 49ers, since the preseason games, this is an issue all season long and has yet to be fixed or even really addressed. Shift gears a little bit, talk uh, talk defense. And from a number standpoint, this was one of, if not Vaughn Miller's, best games as a Bronco this season. Credited for a sack and a half, but if it would have been two and a half, then everyone would have been happy. It's that one that got away that hurts so much. Miller says around November, I get spicy. Let's do it, man. Short and sweet, man. Hey, grind up, grind up, one, two, three. Can't get down, can't get discouraged. Just got to keep pushing, keep pounding away. I don't know, I'm, I'm going to be the first, you know, one to, you know, be an example of that. 
Brissett takes a snap, flushed and grabbed, and there's the first sack of the game by the Broncos, and a big one indeed, and that was Vaughn Miller. Oh, that was Vaughn Miller, who I think has had one of his best games of the season, if not his best game. And he did come to play here today, shed a double team block to make that tackle. Free blitzer, and Brissett is gra grabbed, spins away from a would-be tackle, throws on the run, pass caught. I thought I had him, and it, uh, it's tough. You know, um, been thinking about that play is just, just sick, you know. And um, wish I could have, you know, it's all, it's, it's worse when you feel like you could have did just a little bit more for your teammates, and, and this one gonna hurt for a little bit. Von Miller had Jacoby Brissett dead in these tracks in the end zone. Really want to do this for my teammates. And, for the city and you know, come up short like that is tough. You know, it's cliche, but it does seem true. Good teams find ways to win. Bad teams find ways to lose. If they're a good team, they make that play. The game is over yeah. with the sack in the end zone there, and then he just slips away. In the past years, he does make yes. that sack to finish it off. Looked like he got his uh, hand warmer. You know, the, the roof was open. It was a little chilly in there. And if you look here, he's got the hand warmer, and here it comes loose. And that's when he got away. It was really a bad break. A bad break for Vaughn right there. Brissett is 231 pounds, six foot four. He's strong. He made a terrific throw. There's two parts to that. One is he got away from Vaughn. Two, he made a terrific throw to T.Y. Hilton. He beat Chris, which but never happened. It's yeah. always something. Yeah. Uh, like you were saying, bad teams find a way. That was, to me, I hate to say it, it's the signature play of the season. Probably the the one play. That just kind of sums up this two and six season that they got going. I would absolutely agree with you because you go back to the Super Bowl year, they made all those improbable plays when they needed to make them. Going back to early in the season, Brandon Marshall forcing a fumble against Kansas City, Vaughn and Chris making all types of amazing plays during the year. This year, your two best defensive players, no argument there, can't get the job done in the most critical moment of the game. They didn't lose the game because those guys didn't get it done, but it just kind of, like Mike said, encapsulates this entire season. Your two best players can't find a way to get it done. That put them in position to get something going, but what finished it off is the extra 15 yards they got a couple plays later on the Alexander Johnson horse collar, they said, but look back at the way the season's gone. You've got the Bears game, Bradley Chubb with a big penalty that leads to a game-winning field goal. Vaughn Miller, the penalty against the Jags, leads to a game-winning field goal, and then the hat trick today with that. When you are playing lots of close games, then you are going to subject yourself to the inaccuracies or accuracies, depending on how you come down, of the referees and the calls. And this is what happens week in and week out when you play close games. Your offense yeah. only scores 15 points a game, then you're going to be always a call or two away from yeah. losing in the Buffs. Not the Buffs, sorry. It's been a rough season for the Buffs <laughs> as well. But the Broncos have been on the rough end of this all season long. That was a bad penalty, by the way. It was. It was not it's, a good it, call. Yeah, the, uh, well, Chubb, no, yeah, I thought it was you a think, good call. I, it like plus, it was late. Though. It, it was late. At the very least, you know, it was late. Either way, it's the way it's gone for the Chubb, Broncos. The Chubb should not, not going their way. Chubb should not have been roughing the pan, uh, passer. Vaughn accidentally roughed yeah. the passer. That was a bad penalty it right rains, there. It rains, it pours, yeah. and it's storming on the Broncos yeah. right yes. now. Mm -hmm. Stay with us. We're coming right back. Let's go get it, buddy. Trenton, three, three, three. Let's do it, man. Short and sweet, man. And guard up the ground. They want the defense. 
frustration, and looking towards the future. We'll catch up with Chris Harris Jr. when Broncos Tonight continues. It is in my contract that I got to play the year out, so just play the year out, see what happens at the end. Now it can be told, a week of trade talk was tough on Chris Harris Jr. Despite the distraction, he played very well against the Colts until Jacoby Brissett broke free from Vaughn and Ty Hilton, T.Y. Hilton, I should say, scrambled free of Chris Harris. In an entirely disappointing fashion, the Broncos on the road lose to the Indianapolis Colts. Man, it's frustrating, man. It was a tough game. Uh, we had a lot of opportunities to win the game, and... Uh, we just couldn't close it out. Well, you had T.Y. Hilton shut down all game, and then yeah. in that last drive, Vaughn had the near sack on Brissett, and he got loose. Talk about that play. Uh, I was in zero with T.Y. He ran a deep post, took me all the way deep, and he came all the way back. So I just tried to do whatever I could to to cover him as long. I'm in zero, so, I mean, I feel like I shut him down. Throws on the run, pass caught by T.Y. Hilton. For a guy that was on the so-called trading block all week. You seem to have one of your better games. How did you focus? Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. It was the hardest week for me, hardest week to focus. Uh, it's hard to play the game, but I got through it, and uh, I thought I played solid today, so try to give, us a, give our team a chance to win. Throws a slant, and Chris Harris Jr. cuts in front of T.Y. Hilton, incomplete. Like I said, we had a lot of opportunities in the first half, take advantage of We didn't take advantage of them and let them hang around. And when you let good teams hang around like that, don't put your foot down on them. They always give them a chance to win, and uh, we gave them that chance. What is your What is your hope? Do you want to stay? What is your hope? Do you want to stay here? Past maybe come in a couple of days, man. So I want to be here for my baby. Uh, I definitely want to uh, continue to play here. Uh, I don't have no issues here, like I said. Uh, Fangio and Ed Donatel, I've had great working relationships with them. Uh, we've worked great together. So, I mean, it's up them upstairs. I can't really control it. I know what type of player I am. I know I'm not slowing down. Regardless of what people say, uh, I feel great. Throws a crossing route and it's deflected away, incomplete. Chris Harris Jr. I tried to do that to, be, uh, to get a deal done at the uh, beginning of the year. It didn't work out. So now, uh, now it's just uh, the rules is in my contract that I got to play the year out. So just play the year out, see what happens at the end of the year. This seems like a broken record, but the defense definitely played well enough to win. The offense is just struggling. It's just a tough game every week, man. Uh, we know that the Colts had a tough defense, and uh, we had to play better than them, but uh, we just can't close it out. Trade deadline Tuesday. Give us your gut on Wednesday. Is Chris <clears throat> Harris Jr. still a Denver Bronco? They're going to listen, but uh, my gut says he's still going to be here. Two reasons. One, Chris doesn't want to leave, and that's what Emmanuel Very did. Very different than he. Yeah. And then the other reason is you got to get at least a third-round draft pick in order to trade him. And I'm not sure that's going to be out there. If it is, it will come tomorrow. It's not out there right now. I think they should trade him. I, I think they should. Get uh, get this season is lost. You're going to lose him at the end of the season. I don't think he'll resign back or the Broncos will be able to offer him enough money to get him to resign back here. So get some value for him. The future for the Broncos is more important than what's left for this season. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough, that locker room. We heard the emotion in Vaughn's voice when they were asked questions about Chris. And I've been in that situation where this is a guy who you've – this is your brother. You've gone mm -hmm. to battle with him for years and years and years, and now the situation is, you know, the band's breaking apart. It's a very difficult emotional moment. They did have a very big sentimental bro hug in the middle of the – their lockers were right across from each other. They met halfway, a big hug. You knew that that was just in case – 
that was the last time they played together. They've been together since 2011, wow. Vaughn and Chris Harris. Wow. This, yeah. this trade's no doubt on people's mind. Final topic I want to ask about Cortland Sutton. He fills in for Manuel Sanders, who, by the way, scored a touchdown with the 49ers when they score 51 points. He had opportunities today. It was interesting, though, at the end when we talked about the third and five call that they didn't throw to him because he, they couldn't cover Cortland today. Yeah, he had a lot of one, penalties against him. He he did have uh, he had a drop uh, right away in the game on a on a deep end that was probably Joe Flacco's best uh, play of the game. But yeah, you got all kinds of defensive holding penalties, two pass interference uh, penalties. He averaged 24 yards a catch. Yeah, him or Noah Fant were the two to go to on that third and five. He was a mismatch all game long. No matter who the Colts put on, Rocky Sin had this, probably his worst game as a pro going against Cortland. So the fact that Scangarello didn't find a way at the end of the game to get the ball to him makes this one all the more disappointing. All right, fellas, thank you very much. Another tough day for the Broncos as they fall to 2-6 and six and get ready for the Browns in town next Sunday.